Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and join me for this double header of a podcast. I'm Greg Browning and all the way from Norway, David Weatherston. How's it going, guys? Yeah, yeah, good, thank you. Doing well. Good, Greg. How's things? How's your week been? It's been good. Just looking forward to this weekend's games. Quite a tricky card, actually. So, spent a little bit longer this week than yeah. usual in kind of dissecting the goings on in Norway and in Scotland and also starting to have a little look of what's happening now in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's match day three down there, so I think we'll start to venture in there fairly soon. And this weekend sees the return of Syria and Syria B, Ooh. which is great. So Syria yeah. B was a great league for us last season, and I'm fully expecting us to get involved in Syria B again this year. Yeah, so we're going to tackle Norway and Scotland on this one podcast today. And who better to have with us is David Wellison. How's your week been, David? Yeah, not bad. Been uh, working, working the first few days, but I'm off for the next few. So yeah, looking forward to the weekend off, watching football and. Then go a, potentially. A feet up and get the football on week kind of weekend. Yeah. And it's it's a bit of a in Norway, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend. Yeah. So yeah. starts this this uh, this oh, evening. A bank holiday, games. David. A bank holiday, no. Nah, just I, I, basically <laughs> I'm not sure why the Rosenberg games moved, but the the Bode games moved to Friday um to help them um have a little bit of extra time for European uh, Don't tell Ali McCoy that. So um yeah, I'm not sure why the Rosenberg games. <laughs> yeah, and obviously uh, not a bad week in Norway for the teams that are in Europe, Glimt, Viking and Molde. All progressed as we expected, David. Yeah, I mean, they, they were all <clears throat> looking set after last week to progress. And um, that is that was the case. Viking did get beat at Sligo last night 1-0, but it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And Molde, Molde looked in a bit of trouble last night mm. in uh, Hungary. Um, against Chris, Chris, Chris father. I can't remember what they were called. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, who were they playing? Chris Varda. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're 2-0 down at half time, looking in a bit of trouble, but they scored and um, they're through safely. And Bode Glimt, as you say, uh, yeah, one more round for the to get to the Champions League. Yeah, that'd be amazing for, for a club of that size, eh? Yeah, incredible. Just the. the as you say, the the stadium only holds sort of five six thousand. Small town in the north of Norway, it's, it's um, incredible. The financial though, the financials in that must be incredible because yeah. it must it'll blow everyone else out of the water. If they can get Champions League football, the money that will bring I mean, in will be already the Europa League is is amazing. I think yeah. it's I think it's something something like uh, eighty million euros or uh, eighty million um, kroners. Or something for the just to get to the Europa League or something. So I think yeah, even to get just what's that just, seven million, eight million? Yeah, yeah, that's just incredible for for a club like for Glimt. Yeah, it'd be a brilliant footnote to what they've achieved, David, in the last couple of seasons. Glimt, if if they could get to Champions League, you know, um, and you know, it would be a great reward for them. It really would. Um, they've not been at their best this this season, to be fair. Although they're starting to hit a fair bit of form. Now, uh, we'll touch on that very uh, quickly because they play tonight. Uh, they're away to Sarpsborg. Uh, we've also got Rosenborg tonight, who are away to Sandyfjord. So we'll tackle those games. There's a game Saturday, then Sunday. It's a shortened card this week. There's no Molde, no Viking, no Odd. Someone else isn't playing. Uh, <laughs> so there's only six fixtures in early to see And we'll have a, a very brief look at Obus League. And, uh, all the games are on Sunday this week, David. Yeah, yeah, all of the games Sunday. I'm not again. I'm I'm honestly not sure why. I wonder if they're playing midweek. But yeah, every game on Sunday, eight games. Be a nice wee, nice wee chance to get on the over 1.5 goal train. Yeah, Greg special. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start off with that Glimt game. Glimt at eight to eleven, David, which I think is a pretty decent price given the form that they're in. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great price, a really yeah. great price considering their form, which yeah. is. Uh, five wins in a row, um, starting off with a, a win for one home to Sarpsborg back in, in July. And the team they're playing, Sarpsborg, um, have lost five in a row, starting with that game. They lost to Glint 4-1. So, completely contrasting forms. Uh, Sarpsborg have been quite busy um, in the transfer market recently. 
they've brought in a couple of midfielders and a defender and a striker um, just this week. So they're obviously pushing to to move up the table. But yeah, their form is is really really poor. They're conceding a lot of goals. Um, last week they lost at Strums Godset three one. Um, they have in the last two home games lost to Lillestrøm and Vollerenga uh, without scoring. And this week, Glimt come to town, who are absolutely firing. Um, they drew the Zalgiris during the week, which was not not too important considering they'd won five 0 in the home leg. Last week they won seven 0 home to Odd. Um, they won two one all the same the week before that, five 0 at home to Year before that, two uh, 0 at Hamcam before that, and a four one win over Sarpsborg. So their form is great. They're scoring a lot of goals, and um, as you say, it's eleven's a good price, but. I can't see them winning 1-0, so just adding on over one and a half match goals um, takes the price up to uh, 1.9 or 9 to 10, or I think it might be 10 to 11 in the fractions. Um, I think that is a really, really good price considering how they're playing. Yeah, I was getting 20 to 23 when I looked at the bet builder for that one, but yeah, I think that's got to be a way to go. You just touched on the goals that they're scoring. You, you even managed to miss out that eight goals against Linfield <laughs> when counting up all the goals that's that they scored. So, so they've been absolutely flying. Uh, Greg, don't suppose you get any argument against that as a bet? No, not at all. They really are kicking on now, Boda. It's great to see them back. Probably in the title race again. I think there was a bit of a worry maybe three or four weeks ago, five weeks ago, that they were maybe too far behind Molder and Lowestrom. But they're right back in the mix, scoring lots of goals. And yeah, can't argue with that at all. Yeah, and of course, David, no Molder this week. So a chance for Glimp to move, what, five points behind them? Yeah. Uh, and level yeah. the number of games played? Yeah, they need they need to they need to do it basically. If they don't go within five points, I can I, I find it hard to to see them catching Molda in the end if they don't go within five points. There is only twelve games to go after this week. Yeah. Um, for those teams, so yeah, it's getting towards that end. Just another thing on that game, Glimt have been scoring the goals early. Uh, recently, they scored four against Odd last week. Week before that, it was two one at half time against Ola. Soon the week before that, it was four nil at half time against Yev. Um. It is 2.05 for over one and a half first half goals in the game uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, quite like that as well. Yeah, I should also mention you're to score in both halves is 11 to 10. Yeah, um, which don't wouldn't, be, it. A, wouldn't don't be the worst shout either. OK, Greg, uh, I'll move over to you for the Rosenborg game. You quite fancy goals in this one. They're away to Sandyfjord tonight. Yeah, I do. Rosenborg have been fantastic the last couple of months, right back into the mix for European places. They had a bit of a sticky start. They've only lost two games this season, Rosenborg. Yeah, 17 yeah. only lost two, but draws have killed them. Uh, seven draws this season. That's why they're only in 31 points. I'm probably not on the same number of points as Boda and Lillestrøm. But they are in great form. They've won the last four. They won again last weekend, as we thought they would. Um, with the, uh, they had them with a the double with Haugesund. This is a match in which you'd fully expect them to get a result in. Sandefjord are leaking goals for fun. Lots and lots of goals in Sandefjord games this season. Probably the entertainment specialists in the league in terms of goals in their matches. Yeah. There's been, what, 15 out of their 17 games now this season have gone over 2.5 match goals. I think seven of their eight home games have seen over 2.5. And at home, those eight games have been three goals, four goals, five goals, four goals, four goals, five goals, two goals and four goals. So six of the eight games have actually gone over 3.5. They have scored on all eight home games as well, Sandy Fjord. And looking back through their games, they've actually scored two or more goals now in their last five home matches. So they're, they're absolutely no mugs at home, Sandy Fjord. But defensively, though, they are pretty leaky and they do concede quite a lot of goals. Now, question for you both. This is um, at what point can a club say they own another club? <laughs> at, at what point is that allowed to be said? In terms of how many wins they've had over them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear, I don't know. Tell us. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, Rosenborg absolutely love playing Sandy Fjord. They've only lost once in 21 matches. They have won 13 of the last 15. The other two games were draws. You have to go back to when David was a little boy. On the 20th, 20th of September, 2006. Where oh. were you playing football then, David? Queen's Park. Queen's Park then. 
That was the last time <laughs> Sandy Fjord uh, beat Rosenborg. It was 18 games ago. So read about that until you will, but there's no doubt about it that Rosenborg do have, have a fantastic record against Sandy Fjord. They're in great form. The hard part in this match was just trying to find the right angle. And that's always half the battle when you when you fancy a team too short to back to win the game, Rosenborg, on, on its own, unless you double it up with something. I think they're 8-13 to win the game. You could back Rosenborg to win the match and over 2.5 goals at 5-4. to four. But I'm just going to go with this with the straight over 3.5 match goals here at 11 to 8. Did look at the Asian line over three, that pays 10 to 11. But I just think, given the form that Rosenborg are in and the goals that Sandyfield are scoring at home and conceding, I'd be very surprised if this match didn't see at least three match goals. And I'm happy to take the gamble on over 3.5. Yeah, that's 11 to 8, which is a pretty meaty price, I suppose. Yeah, it's a decent price. And I think I can't see there not being at least three goals here. Just to be that Rosenberg are playing at the moment, scoring lots of goals, but as I said before, Sandy Fjord's home games have been laden with goals, so mm-hmm. a very good chance we'll see at least three here. Yep. David, 95, the double, Rosenborg and Glimt tonight. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I just put that on myself just before I came on the podcast, a wee Friday night entertainment uh, double. I think it's a pretty good price. Um, two teams that are both, I mean, they're both sure, obviously, but both expect to win. Um, just on Rosenborg, um, they signed a striker from Denmark last week. I've talked about him in the pod last week, Kasper Tengstead. Scored in his debut, looked incredibly sharp. Um, I've brought him into my fantasy team this week. so <laughs> it must be um, good. <laughs> yeah, he just he looks really, really sharp. And yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on this the, the remainder of the season. I think he's going to score quite a few goals for Rosenborg. What's his name again? Kasper Tengstead. Tengstead, okay. Keep an eye out for him. Quite your next week's podcast. 2.2, 2.2 anytime scorer tonight. So it's okay. uh, chance of that. Quick question, David. How's the weather in Norway this weekend? Um, well, absolutely actually, roasted here. It's, it's <laughs> heat wave, 27 degrees. Yeah, it's not that here, but in uh, Sandefjord, um, in Sandefjord it's warm. Uh, it's to be 24 degrees, I think, sunshine tonight in Sandefjord. So, um, yeah, we don't have that. We have like 16 degrees and clouds, but you know, that's what you get for a living. <laughs> Wrong time. Make you feel like back home in Glasgow, David. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so Saturday we've got one game, Greg, and this one forms part of a, a double that you like this weekend. Yeah, so Haugesund did us proud last weekend. They brought in the, the double at home, a 3-1 win over Yerv. That's back-to-back 3-1 wins now for um, Haugesund. They're playing an Allison side who, I have to say, are really struggling. Just one win in seven now. They're 12-5 to to win the match, Haugesund. And the only thing that put me off backing Haugesund to win the match is Allison's are no mugs at home. They've had some pretty decent results at home, to be fair. But I think given the form of these two at the moment and looking at how Haugesund have performed over the last couple of games, going to take a lot of confidence from those two home wins. Uh, And that's pushed them right up and away from that kind of relegation zone. As such, I just think a four to six double chance. Haugesund are definitely worth backing here against an, an Allison side who are, as I said, really, really struggling. Okay, and the other half of that double comes from the Sunday evening game, which is Hamcam at home to Volarenga. Yeah, there's lots of cliches in football. The one I like the most, though, is these two clubs are going in opposite directions. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we're quite guilty of using that one a lot. I know <laughs> I am. <laughs> definitely the case here. Uh, Hammer are really toiling at the moment. No one in six, three draws, three defeats. They can be very, very thankful that Yerv and Christensen are in the league because it's probably going to save them from going down automatically. Uh, there's a few clubs in that playoff spot battle at the moment but they are playing without doubt the the form team in the elite Azerian yep. and that's saying something given how well Boda Glimt are playing but Volaring are absolutely flying at the moment uh, five wins in a, in a row we were on them last weekend as part of the double with Christiansen to corners they've won 3-0 1-0 in the last three games they've won 4-2 5-2 and 4-0 they are scoring goals for fun they're a ham-cam side who, again, as I said, are struggling. I wouldn't put anyone off here back in Volarenga at 23-20 to, to win the match, but happy to double them up 
with Haugesund, and that's a five to four double chance double. Yeah, and David, you are quite keen to take following a straight out win. <clears throat> yeah, I think the the price on them at two point one five is very enticing given the form. Um, as Greg says, five wins in a row, absolutely flying. They've scored thirteen goals in the last three games. Um, they just look a completely transformed team. Um, Down to you, David. Yeah. Down to you, mate. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> talked about the, the goalkeeper situation last week. Yeah, so so your your favourite goalkeeper, Smellhus, uh, kept his place, <laughs> kept his place in the team. Um, and uh, yeah, they won four 0 so he'll be playing again. Um, Hamcam, yeah, they lost Christian Eriksen to Molde, and I just struggle to see where they're going to yeah have a big threat from. And the, the, only, of the, games. the only thing I'd say about Hamcam is, although they've not won in six, when you look at the results, you know, it's a, a narrow defeat to Rosenborg, a draw with Strum squad set, a 2-0 defeat to Glimt, which is no disgrace, and now no draw with Molde in there, you know, so they have had quite a tough run of fixtures and they've not taken a doing off any of them. Yeah, and then those last two games, they've not had Christian Eriksen, um, uh, which I just, I can't stress enough how important he was to them. He was basically the heart and soul of the team. Um, in terms of creating chances, scoring goals, and yeah, they've lost all those last two games, and they've not just not looked as dangerous. Um, yeah, Wallering a two point one five. I just, I just can't put anyone off that. And, and I, I thought about how you see myself. I, I think it's a really good price away. Allison, who again have lost really important players this summer, um, and they looked really, really poor at Wallering last week in a four 0 defeat. Um, Haugesund, they sit um, sitting 12 and they're not, not getting as many points as I think their play deserves. But uh, Badu uh, was back last week um, for them. Really, really important player for them. Didn't score last week, but was influential in the 3-1 win over Yerv. And yeah, that price away at soon 3.4. I think the double was 7.3 for these two. Haugesund and Volerenga looks really strong as well. But yeah, the double chance. It gives you the safety net. Yeah, OK. So that uh, Volaringa game is the Sunday evening kickoff. There's two other games on Sunday. Don't have a huge amount down in terms of notes for these ones, David. It's Yer v Lillstrom and Tromso v Christiansund. Yeah, I mean, I thought about the Yerv corner angle in this one. I think Yerv to hit over four and a half corners was better than even money. Um, but... Lillestrom don't concede a lot of corners, so that put me off a little bit. I think I think you have hit at least five corners in uh, six of their nine home games. Um, but Lillestrom just yeah, they just don't concede many corners. What was making me think about it more was Lillestrom have just come back from yeah. from uh, Antwerp. Tough game there. They out, knocked out of Europe to play three days later at Yerf. Might be tough for them, but... Um, yeah, definitely something in that, David. I think we speak a lot about clubs playing in Europe on the Wednesday or Thursday, then playing a league match fairly soon after that. And you see the yeah. top sides struggle with that. So, I yeah, think that would definitely off. Struggling. Lillestrom, they lost at Viking. They just sneaked past Odd with a late winner. Uh, they beat Sarpsborg well. And then last week, the goalkeeper scored in the 94th minute to equalise against Tromsø at home. Um, yeah, they're just just kind of struggling a little bit to to get going just now, Lillestrom, and I feel like they're dropping off the top. Um, yeah, I suppose if it wasn't you, yeah, they were playing this weekend, you might be quite keen to oppose them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that corner angle, I, I was interested in that. It looks like a good price for five-year corners, something they hit quite often at home, and a, a game that Lillestrom might might just take a bit of time to get going in. I think I think that looks quite good. Yeah, and Greg, you are quite keen on corners in the Tromsø Christiansen game. Naturally, of course. Of course. <laughs> Christiansen are playing. What a team! <laughs> so they they brought in again another winner for us last weekend. Again, they were two 0 up at home for the <laughs> second time in a space of a month. They were two 0 up against Odd and drew two all. They came out the traps last weekend, unbelievably two 0 up at home to first place Molda. And again, they've just collapsed, absolutely collapsed, lost the game 3-2. But they hit nine corners in that match, Christian Sund. And there's probably very few teams in any league in Europe where a team is bottom of the league, but are absolutely bossing 
the the corner performances. Mm-hmm. And we've been in Christensen pretty much every week um, over the last five or six weeks. And the talented to Tromso, who, a side who realistically are one of the few clubs that they've even got any chance of catching. I think if they were to lose this match at the weekend, I think we all know Christensen are going to go down. There's too big a gap now for them to claw back. But what it would do, they've got a result here. It would bring the gap back to nine points. The nine points for 13 games to go is not unrealistic, uh, given the other sides are also struggling. They're 19-4 to win this match. They, they, these sides fought a one-all draw um, two weeks ago at Christiansund. But looking at the corner stats here, um, Christiansund actually lead the way in corners away from home in the, the corners table. 5.7 corners away from home, 7 corners a match at home, which is 5th. And overall, only Viking and Bora Glimt have hit more corners than Christensen this season, which is quite unbelievable. Mm-hmm. When you look through their, their match stats, they've hit four or more corners now in 15 of their 17 games. And there's probably a few ways to look at this match. I do think the 19-4 is interesting, just given the magnitude of this match for Christensen. Wouldn't be surprised to see them claim at least a draw here. Tromso, far too short for me in this match. Uh, 11 to 20, just above uh, 1 to 2. But there's a few ways you can look at this game. I did look at Christiansen to score and over 3.5 Christiansen corners at 6 to 4. But I think just given how Christiansen play in the corners that they get, I'm more than happy to take them just to get uh, over 4.5 match corners at 11 to 10. Bearing in mind, they've already gone to Haugesund, hit 9 there, they hit 8 at Mulder and hit 12 at Sandyfjord. So they're playing one of the league's I guess weaker t- sides, and there's every chance they can hit five corners here at the weekend. Yeah, that pays think, eleven to ten. Yeah, that sounds like a really good angle, David. Because I was going to ask you about that nineteen to four price that Greg mentioned on Christensen. Um, so worth considering. Uh, I, I mean, they're, they're so bad. Um, <laughs> Trumps, like Trumps are very short. They're far too short, as you say. But Trumps went to Christensen a couple of weeks ago. Should have beat them. Uh, I think it was a 94th minute penalty Christian soon got, which was very debatable. Um, Tromsø, interesting, like, I've watched them quite a few times and I feel like they're playing some really good stuff, but they just don't put teams away and they concede a lot of goals. I thought both teams to score in this game looked really interesting at, at 45, 1.8. Um, I thought that was a really good price, Tromsø. I think it was uh, 12 of their 16 games, uh, Tromsø, both teams to score. Um, Christiansund have of late have um, been able to find the net, um, mm-hmm. which is something they struggled with early on in this season. But they have scored, <clears throat> they have scored in um, five of the last six games. So I think both teams scored at one point eight really appealed to me in this game. Um, but yeah, the corner angle in Christiansund is, is definitely the one I'd be on. I just think, I just don't think you can trust them to win a game. Like they've only won once all season, and I just yeah. don't see. I just yeah, I just don't see it's even the even though it's nineteen to four, I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, it's a fair point. You're not gonna be taking David the four and a half thousand to one for them to win the league then though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's it's only that it's price. There, it? Should it's be a million still, to one. I don't even know if it's still possible, is it, mathematically? <laughs> uh okay, that covers obviously we'll uh, sorry, at least to say we will very quickly uh, run through Obus League and because we're very uh, we've got a lot of Scottish football to cover as well Greg you're not touching Obus League in this weekend no I'm not I've kind of fallen out with the Obus League and I'm not going to lie I think I'm not alone in that respect I think the last three or four rounds of fixtures have been a shambles really some massively shocking results some poor results sides expecting to win the sides at the bottom end of the table who we thought were dead and buried just rejuvenated they were getting results, Shide especially, um, keeping clean sheets at Ranheim and against Roy Foss, I think it was. Blink, yes, Andy. Uh, yes, Andy, sorry, David, yeah. Blinker off the bottom of the table, they've picked up, I don't know how. Grorud <laughs> <laughs> are still bottom of the league with no wins in 19. But it's just so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unpredictable. Uh, unpredictable, yes. It really, really is. And this weekend's card, I think, is quite a tricky card. So I'm yeah. not not going to be involved in some capacity. I think, as David said, all eight games kick off at five o'clock on Sunday. More than likely to be on all eight over 1.5 goals. But just finding it hard this weekend to find anything of real confidence. 
quite interested by Rowfoss going to Bran. Now, obviously, Bran, what a side, uh, promoted soon. What, 13, 14 points ahead of Bran yeah. in second. Um, I was interested that Rowfoss are evens to score at Bran. I'm always a big fan of a side scoring away at someone. But Bran, to be fair to them, have only shipped 11 goals this season in 19 games. So I did have a look at that. But other than that, at the moment, nothing really jumping out. But I know David's got a, a treble he likes to look of. Yep, David, you've got three teams that you've picked out for us for Sunday. Yeah, I mean, like the look of is is pushing it. Um, <laughs> just I just think this <laughs> this three this three away teams I think are really well priced that could could win this weekend. So you've got Ranheim with Frederikstad, uh, who Ranheim beat Mjöndalen last weekend to go second again. Um, just kind of kicked them out of a little bit of a bad run. Um, really good win at home to Mjöndalen. Frederikstad struggling a bit down in 12th. Um, so, yeah, quite like Ranheim away. Frederikstad. quite a lot of goals, aren't they, David? Frederikstad yeah, they are. A lot of goals. They are. Um, they have, yeah, they've, sh- they've shipped 31 goals to Frederikstad. And recently, recently it's been more, uh, it's been getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, San Nizulf away at Kofa. Um, they're 3.8. Um, disappointing result, obviously, joint at home to Shide now, now, but before that they'd won 6-0 and this is a this is a playoff clash at the top um and the Sanes Sanes have been playing pretty well recently um they're up in third but um, yeah but um, yeah I know they drew now now a game they should have won obviously they had chances just not a good performance but you know they've won away at start recently and uh, they drew at Rauvos they won away at Grorud um, they've won away at Songdal so they've won some of they won away at Stabak as well they've won away at Blink so they've won a lot of away games this year they've actually won uh, more away than at home so they're away at um, Koffa at 3.8 looked like a really good price and the final one is Osana who are away at Shade who as Greg says have picked up a little bit but Osana um yeah, also in a little bit hit and miss. They they try and play to play some nice football. But they beat Frederikstad four three last week. Um, they've got a draw away at Kofa. They've only lost once in the last six. So I think that treble, which pays thirty two to one, it's a Dev McDonald beating thirty two to one uh, <laughs> treble special. Ranheim, Sanizulf, and Osana. Um, all the games on Sunday. Yeah, I quite like the look of it. As Greg says, I think it's a really tough card this week in Obos. Even like Grorud, they're away at Bedina. Bedina are very short, but you cannot trust Bedina at that no, price. No, um, Stabak <laughs> away Foss, at Lincoln. 18-1, David. Not having yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure does Blink at home to Stabak. Stabak are very short away from home and Blink who have just picked up a little bit. And yeah, it's just... It's I just thought very, you had been called up to Blink, David. That's where the results have improved. Yeah, that's this. It's my fault again. <laughs> uh, David, the good news is that uh, treble actually pays thirty-three and a half to one with the five percent accumulator bonus at about three six five. So, yeah, that would blow Div's thirty to one winner out of the water. Come on, let's make it happen. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, that's enough Norway for now. Uh, let's move on to Scottish games, full card in Scotland this weekend. Uh, we'll have a look at Saturdays and Sundays games in the Premierships, then quickly run through the lower leagues where we I think we've got a couple of bets that we're going to discuss. Uh, Greg, let's start with Aberdeen v Motherwell. Um, Aberdeen finally look as if they might have got themselves together this season uh, an impressive steady, win steady steady I'm sure we've, I'm sure we've been here before um, pretty impressive win last weekend against St Mern by all accounts who played pretty well some some cracking goals um, and they've also got a wee run of fixtures here forgive me but they're away to St Johnson next week which will probably be winnable uh, then at home at Livingston away to Ross County before uh, they travel to Ibrox so a wee chance for Aberdeen to build up a wee bit of momentum at the start of the season absolutely Absolutely fantastic opportunity. They're probably a bit fortunate last weekend, Aberdeen, in the respect that St. Miller went down to 10 men on, inside half an hour. But I don't think that would have changed the outcome of the match anyway. Mm-hmm. A really comfortable 4 1 hammering of St. Miller, which we all love to see. Um, <laughs> but in terms of this match itself, I was at the Motherwell St. Johnson match last weekend, wasn't overly impressed by Motherwell. I think quite vocal in the fact that they are struggling. It was no surprise that. 
uh, Graham Alexander left. They've brought in Stevie Hamill as caretaker manager, who's now recently just been appointed yesterday as the manager. Yeah. Mixed views, I think, from fans. I think some fans are quite happy. Bit of a club legend. Could come across as a cheap option. I, I mm. don't know. Um, but I don't think there's going to be any new manager bounce in that respect. Mm-hmm. He's He's been there for the last couple of weeks. Um, very poor result last weekend. The fact that St. Johnson scored two goals against him <laughs> sums it up for me. But and you've I still, got the, still got the bruises to prove it, haven't you? Still got the war wounds from the last minute winner, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just I just don't see Motherwell getting anything from this match. And I must admit, I was, I was stunned to see Aberdeen at even money last Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I share this on the channel on Sunday morning, Aberdeen, the first Scottish nap of the season to beat Motherwell at evens. So that's our first Scottish nap of the season. Uh, it's now four to five. Yeah. I don't think that place will hold. Uh, I think we had, we had a bit of a chat on the group chat this morning once the, the weekend betters get involved. I fully expect that four to five to be cut at a four to seven, possibly even one to two. But it's really difficult to make a case for Motherwell that they're needing at least four or five new recruits. They've only signed three players this season, which is a league low. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying just because you say more players means you've got a better squad, but they are needing some reinforcements. Yeah. In comparison to Hibs, Ross County, etc., who brought in 11, 12, 13 players, Motherwell have only signed three. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone's very clear on what Stevie Hamill needs to do, and that's bring in at least four or five new players. Yeah. But I think this weekend's going to come a bit too soon for that. Yeah. Uh, David, are we right to think that Aberdeen have got a proper chance of being best of the rest this season and catching up with Hearts? Yeah, I mean, apart from the last season, how, how often have they been third place or second place when Rangers weren't there? They've been, they've definitely been the third best team in Scotland for the last ten years. So I don't see why not. Um, I what think... I really like the look of David, sorry, in that, in that respect is we've we know how clubs will struggle trying to manage yeah. European football midweek, and I think that's going to be to Hearts' detriment. Mm-hmm. I really do. Hearts have got guaranteed Europa league football between now and Christmas time so is that eight matches so really is it uh, well yeah they've got a qualifier in the Europa League if they lose that they drop into the Conference League so they've got at least eight matches uh, between that's now gonna and that's going to take Christmas. its toll and I don't care what anyone says um, that's going to take its toll on that heart side playing Thursday Sunday yeah. most weeks and I think that's why the Aberdeen at 92 to finish third why I was so confident in that happening don't get me wrong Hearts had a great season last season but I just think European football is going to really impact Hearts this season. Yeah. David? Yeah, and I agree. And, and Aberdeen, are, they're still 10-11 to score two this weekend as well, which is also something that Greg Greg, Greg likes doing to cover the, the two goals instead of a Nothing a worse when a team wins 1-0. You know, <laughs> it's horrible, horrible feeling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that Aberdeen game, a couple of angles there. But Greg, you're opting for, well, you did the opt early in the week. You took the even money on Aberdeen to win. It's now 45. Uh, and I guess the advice is get one this early before that price disappears once the Akers start coming in. Yes, yeah. David said there's still value in the Aberdeen to score two at 10 to 11. Yep. Uh, also on Saturday, we've got Livingston v Hibs. Uh, Martin Boyle last weekend. You couldn't have written it, David. Yeah, I know. Absolutely typical. I don't know how how uh, fit he was or how ready he was coming back just what, one or two nights before yeah. but um, yeah you couldn't write it I don't know if you saw the video of the Hearts fan filming, yeah. filming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who puts that on social media I mean really yeah that was quite funny um, but yeah no, obviously it was, a, it was a really nice nicely worked goal um, yeah. Boyle took great movement from Boyle just going back and then coming in front of the defender and nice wee finish and I don't think it was Undeserved. I just it was a really it was a close game. It was just a it was a one nil or one all game, and and it and they got they got the late equaliser. But um, yeah, Hibs aren't looking great, are they? No, no. And I, I suppose the Martin Boyle is exactly what they've been needing. You know, not massive, just isn't it? not just Absolutely in terms of the, the player, but his arrival and the lift that he'll have given them. Um, you know, and Lee Johnson's got to hope that they kick on from here. But it's a tricky one away to Livingston on Sunday, eh, Saturday. Sorry. Yeah, it's a really tricky match. Like you say, that the boost that Martin Boyle have given everyone connected with Hibs is massive, absolutely massive. It's, it's probably the same in the season, to be fair, in the Premiership for a club to bring him back. He's made his millions out in, in the 
in the sand somewhere. And he's back in Scotland, scored in his first game back. Would expect him to start on on Saturday. What I would say is Hibs have probably given Lee Johnson a bit of a a, a, a fairly decent amount of money to spend so far. Mm. And I think he's even come out and said that, which I was really surprised about. So almost creating a road for his own back there in terms of where we expect Hibs to finish this season. But yeah. he's been well backed by the Hibs board. Martin Boyle was an unbelievable capture. He'll be the record transfer, probably, in terms of wages and stuff like that as well. They'll be backed by, what, 4,500 Hibs fans at Livingston on on Saturday. A huge boost from that last-minute equaliser, although you thought it might be a winner based on the reaction of the fans <laughs> on the pitch. <laughs> but it's a tricky, tricky game. Livingston, to be fair to them, gave Rangers a really good match on match day one, and they took full advantage of Dundee United's um, AZ hangover on yeah. Sunday um, to win 1-0. So, Hibs 11-8. to eight. I've got a couple of bet builder opportunities here in this match. I just think uh, don't think Hibs will lose this game. But there's a couple of angles that I'll be sharing on the channel uh, later today. Yeah, um, David Livingston, as Greg said, started started well against Rangers. Eventually lost 2-1. And I think they probably just were fortunate catch in the United in between those two European games last weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've been guilty of taking Livingston too lightly for how many mm. years? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah, so it's at least like a tough game for Hibs. I don't think they're backable, even though the price looks decent. I think um, Livingston at home, we know what the pitch is like. And yeah, I think they've started the season well and they'll be they'll be confident going into this one. Yeah, I actually thought Livingston at 2-1 was a shade big, considering they've won the last two at home to Hibs, and I think they've won the last three overall against Hibs. So, yeah, it feels like a, we say it's yeah, a no bet. No bet. Oh, that's even even better than 2-1. They're out to what, sorry? 3.2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is, a, this is a no bet, but, Greg, no result would surprise you. Um, I wouldn't go as far as that. For me, I think there's probably an angle to get on Hibs here. Okay. Um, it doesn't involve them winning the match. Okay, okay, we'll leave that one with you. We'll check the channel later on before this one kicks off. Uh, we've got Rangers v St Johnston on Saturday as well. Greg, are you heading along to Ibrox? Well, as you've seen, there's a fans revolt. There's Is there? A, yeah, so we've um, not given the game any thought this one in terms of going to it. I think the Fierce City Unity have said they're going to boycott the match on the basis of the 20 is plenty campaign right. that is trying to be launched in Scottish football at the moment and that £20 is more than enough and should be the limit of any away ticket. So I think it's £31 for Saturday's game and they've decided just to boycott it. Yeah. Which is a big statement to be fair. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of fans fully, fully agree with it. So we'll see how that goes. But in terms of this match itself, I think we called the Rangers Kilmarnock game spot on. I think I said it'd be a comfortable 2-0 win for Rangers and that's exactly what it proved to be. Uh, Kilmarnock got six six bookings I think last weekend. Don't see this game being any different. We obviously got a, a huge monumentous last minute winner last weekend and I say huge because one it takes the pressure of Callum Davison two it got us our first point of the season and I think most importantly as well we've got a run of really tricky matches we've got Rangers, Aberdeen Hearts mm. three matches where unlikely we're going to pick up any points from. So to get that three points on the board early doors, bearing in mind St Mirren have picked up no points, neither have Ross County and they both play on Saturday it gives us that cushion between us and bottom place. And I guess the great thing is, everyone's expecting us to go down this season. And I tell you what that's going to suit us fine. That will suit us fine that. But yeah, no bet here for me in this match. I would expect Rangers to run out comfortable winners. And probably just on that note, well done to Rangers for their comeback on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, come back from two down uh, to win 3-2 and aggregate another tremendous night at Ibrox. And David James Tavernier again, first to score with a penalty. And it still amazes me that he's he's 6-1 to open the score on on Saturday. He's 7-4 to score any time. Yeah, he's just he's just unbelievable, isn't he? At this point, he's putting himself in 
the frame for being one of the best ever right backs in Scottish football. Like I, I, I know it's probably a big thing to say, but he's just incredible the amount of goals that he scores and the amount of assists he gets. I think Remember, St Johnson like, legend Dave Mackay would, would uh, question yeah. that. <laughs> go, back, go back a few years and you think how much the Rangers fans used to get on at him for his defensive qualities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just unbelievable. That was a really, really impressive performance and win um, on Tuesday. Um, I just, yeah, what a fantastic result. And Rangers are three, yeah, sort of even money to score three goals against St Johnson on Saturday. I definitely wouldn't put anyone off that. PSV yeah, next for Rangers in the next round. Yeah, big, big test for them. Are they at home first, do we know? I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure. Um, I, I guess that might have a bearing on, on their chances. Uh, yeah, they are at home first. I think they'd probably prefer to be at home second. But um, yeah, good luck to them when that comes around. Uh, Greg, Rangers to win to nil, 8 to 11. You'd have to fancy it. They're going to have most of the ball. Although we scored two goals against... Motherwell last weekend. I don't expect us to have many chances on on Saturday. Yeah. Be very, I'd be start, I'd be very, very surprised if we even got in their box. To be fair, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't tend to score many against Rangers. I don't no. think. <laughs> um, okay, last uh, game on Saturday, St Mirren v Ross County. Greg, I'll let you. Let oh, thank, thank you so much. <laughs> the relegation six pointer already. Only August, and we've got a relegation six pointer. Um, no, and obviously this is a really tough game to call. Running seventy-five, Ross County twenty-one to ten. For all the plaudits that Ross County have had this season so far, they've got no points. So they went to Hearts, performed well, lost two-one. They gave Celtic a game last weekend, to be fair, but again no points. I think Ross County are turning into the media darlings of Scottish football at the moment. Lots and lots of plaudits for Ross County this season so far. And they travel to play St Mirrenside, who well, were embarrassed last weekend up at Aberdeen. Knocked out the League Cup as well. It's not been a good start for Stephen Robinson this season. He was pretty fortunate last season to get that win at St Johnston late on in the season. And that kind of gave him a bit of, bit of leeway with the fans. And I'm not suggesting that he's under pressure, but I'm just saying it's been a very, very tough start for St Mirren. And I tell you what, if they were to lose this match on, on Saturday, the St Mirren faithful are not going to be, be pleased. This is a, a match in which St Mirren really want to be winning and getting the first points on the board for the new season, but really could not call this game. Yeah, I think you're being harsh on Ross County there a wee bit. I mean, to go away to Hearts, who finished clearly third last season, and then a home game against Celtic to lose those is, is no disgrace. I think this is a game where they will be targeting the three points, especially against us St Mirren's side, who, who just haven't got going this season, David. Yeah, no, yeah, they definitely will be. It's a game where I think every game you play against the bottom six teams, you've got to be targeting three points home or away. Um, when you're the teams down the bottom, but yeah, I think St Mirren obviously really tough last week for one with a red card to to come back to home. They need they need to win as well. They need to get some good feelings about the club again and get some points on the board. They are three times more likely to win the Scottish Premiership than Christiansen are to win the. <laughs> <laughs> so it's positive. It's all positive. For them. Yeah. <laughs> that is scraping the bottom of the barrel, I think, David. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought the price on Ross County. Uh, and Greg, we know we had uh, Jim Delahunt on the podcast recently, and he's always keen to look for some away value. Um, I would not be surprised to see this in Jim's column this weekend yeah, at uh, 21 to 10. He's not enjoying St Mirren just now, is he? <laughs> no, definitely not. He's definitely and, not. And David will know better than anyone how much a, a win does for a side off, yeah. off the back of a big run. And just rejuvenates everyone so really interested to see how this match pans out but I don't think I can get involved just in the fact that some of them are at home and although Ross County have had a lot of plaudits um, I've not seen much of them this season yet so I don't really know what to expect from Ross County yet but I think this this game is best left alone Okay, on to Sunday we've got Celtic who visit uh, newly promoted Kilmarnock Um, not sure if you're looking at a Cavs angle here, Greg, but I'd noted that Alan Power was five to four to get booked. <laughs> so you know, you know my view, my view on short price bookings. Not a massive fan of players to get booked at five to four. But it's it is Alan funny. Power. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who was it I called out um, oh, last weekend to get booked? Oh, it's, it's Porteous. 
for Hibs. Mm-hmm. He was 11 to 10. And I was just like, it's just a terrible price. And obviously he got booked <laughs> the first half an hour. <laughs> but yeah, Alan Bauer, um, 5 to 4, not the worst of prices. I just don't think I can get involved on a player to get booked in any way, shape, or form near, near evens. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I've got another question for you. Do you know who Colin Stephen, Chris Graham, Craig Napier, and Granite Irvin are? No. So they are four of the six referees in the Premiership this weekend. David Dickinson's the ref at Rugby Park, but I must admit when I looked through the list, I didn't recognise these names at all. So it feels like a weekend where it's work experience for the referees or something like that. You could be right. Worth maybe worth checking out. I think so far, match day one and two, just so many bookings still. So many bookings. Kamanic got six last week. Uh, there was five at Tanadice. Um, lots and lots of bookings. I think the bookies have caught up a little bit though. I did look at Livingston bookings against Hibs. They're, I think they're four to eleven to get two. I don't think um, Dungeon United are any bigger than four to eleven to get two at Tynecastle on Sunday. So definitely getting a little bit sharper the bookies in terms of what they're offering on the card markets. Yeah, usually we'd look at Celtic corners in this, Greg, but I just thought the pricing was ridiculous this weekend. Celtic, yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. I've had a look at that. Um, we backed Celtic corners last weekend up at Ross County that came in. I think they hit double figures, well into double figures, to be fair. But in terms of this match as an angle, you're really needing to get um, five, really, aren't you? First half corners for Celtic. I think yeah. match corners is a, is a no-go for me, for mm. Celtic. You're needing nine. To make it yeah, nine Celtic corners, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's one for you. Here's one for you. Celtic are eleven to ten to hit over eight and a half corners. Yeah. But even money to win the race to nine. <laughs> Do they think Kelly are going to hit nine corners? <laughs> See, it's a good shout, David. It's, it's a really good spot. You often find that with some of the markets that they they put up bet three six five that you're better going with another angle for the same sort yeah. of return. But Celtic have started matches well corner wise. They've hit, they hit five against Aberdeen first half, albeit two late ones. Yeah. They hit, I'm not sure how many they hit. They hit at least three or four against Ross County in the first half last weekend. They're six to four to hit five this weekend. Um, eight to 11 to hit three. So just a little bit of the value taken out of that, a little bit. Yeah. What you can do is get Celtic to get four in each half or four or more in each half at seven to four, which isn't the worst of shouts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's you looking at getting to eight. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's not far off your 11 to 10 for, for nine, I suppose. So uh, any angles for you in this one, David? Nah, I just think it's, it's, it's going to be a pretty competitive game just on the on the card market. I know it's Kyle Lafferty there at 2.62. Is he fit and ready to play? Pass. I don't know. I don't know, actually. But... But yeah, sure he, how he, he loves a against Celtic. He does. He loves a against Celtic as well, to be fair. <laughs> him, so, um, yeah, so struggling to get find any angles in this one, I think. I suppose the Alan Power one's as good as any, Greg. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and last but not least, we've got Hearts feeding United. This game is being played on Sunday because of the oh, United's game in Europe <laughs> last night. <laughs> An absolute embarrassment for, for Scottish football, I suppose. A 7-0 defeat to Alkmaar. And credit to, to Div on the group chat. He's, he asked us yesterday morning, does anyone feel as if the United will uh, get absolutely hammered? Uh, was it in the same way Scotland did one time? Uh, yeah, I think McFadden scored against Holland at Hamden right. to win 1-0. Yeah, that, that was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, 6-0 in Amsterdam. Yeah, and the exact same happened last night. So where did the United go from here, David? Well, I mean, yeah, it can only get things can only get better with seven nil hammering. But yeah, they they came off the game last week, uh, obviously in a really good feeling. Invited Livingston to Tanner Rice and lost lost one nil. So how are they going to go into this game on Sunday? Away at Hearts after a seven 0 defeat away from home, I just struggle to see how they can how they can get anything out of this game. Um, Hearts are obviously very short at four six, but um, if you put Hearts on the Asian handicap at minus one point oh, so money back if they only win by one goal. Um, so Hearts, I fancy Hearts to win quite well given Dundee United's game on Thursday, and I think Hearts at two point zero five to 
uh, win on the minus 1.0 Asian handicap looks like a, a really good price. Um, obviously, they lost a late goal against Heaven last week, but other than that, if they hadn't lost that late goal, it would have been two wins out of two, and they would have been looking really good. But I think they'll be keen to bounce back after that late goal last week, and I think it's a perfect fixture for them to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, just also in this game, I think Lauren Shankland, um, he's 2.1 to score any time. He obviously scored against Hibs last week. Um, former Dundee United player. He scored 32 goals, 32 league goals uh, in his two seasons at Dundee United. And he's coming back to play them. And I, I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to score his first goal at Tanadice, and eh, Sorry, his first goal at Tynecastle. And 2.1 to do it any time looks like a really good price. Yeah, and Gregory say a week's a long time in football. And, you must uh, be in my mind, Paul. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much longer than that for uh, Dundee United, does it? No, it's not. I think uh, Jack Ross was taking all the acclaim last this time last week. A 1-0 win against EZ at home. What a manager he is, blah, blah, blah. And you fast forward a week, they've been beaten at home to Livingston. They've been battered 7-0 in Europe. And there's a very, very good chance they're going to lose to Hearts on Sunday. Uh, what last night showed me was how fickle Scottish football fans are, which is quite funny in a way, because I think a lot of fans would have quite liked to have seen United do well last night. Mm-hmm. Scottish club in Europe, with the exception of Dundee fans and Rangers fans, I think most fans in Scottish football would have liked to have seen Dundee United get a result last night. However, mm-hmm. when it went to 4-0, <laughs> and it got embarrassing. Everyone just laid right into United. They were getting pelters from all angles. They were yeah. the, the laughing stock of Scottish football last night. And I must admit, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good <laughs> laugh on Twitter last night. But I just, you cannot see past a Hearts win here. Yeah. I don't know how Dungeon United lift themselves for this match. Even if they got a positive result last night in, in Holland, Dungeon yeah, United. Tough. Still yeah. a massive, massive ask. Hearts are at home. They'll be smarting from that late. Lost goal in the Edinburgh Derby. I like the look of Shankland that he was mentioned. Barry Mackay, for me, is a tremendous player. He can make anything happen. And the 4-6 on Hearts to win is not the worst of shouts at all. And definitely one to add to the ACA. I just don't see United getting anything from this at all. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought the price would maybe uh, maybe have dropped a, a bit, I suppose, since after last night the uh, I've seen Betsy 6-5 are going 3-5 to five hearts, still backable in my book and definitely one for the Akers this weekend. Yeah, I looked at hearts corners, they hit 9 at Hibs last week at hearts, they're 6-5 to five to hit 4 first half corners, mm. maybe see them come out the traps quite quickly in this match as well yeah. uh, so it's not a, not a bad angle that either. Yeah, not bad at all <laughs> Okay, uh, sorry David Last night, going in 5-0 down Jack Ross in the changing room, right lads, I know this is, this, the game's gone, but just go out, do yourselves proud in the second half, don't lose the second half and then losing a goal in the first minute. <laughs> I was actually thinking that myself, the only thing you can say there is, you know, try and win the second half. Uh, I tweeted that David, exactly that, that exact thing, and it said, go out boys and win the second half. Yeah. <laughs> the best laid plans and all that. Anyway, yeah, can't see anything other than a Hearts win in this one. Um, we'll have a quick look at the lower leagues uh, championship, Greg. Before we, before we started, Div had said that he'll be on five draws every week. And uh, yeah, so far, 50% of the matches that have been played have been drawn. And after just two round of matches, no team has a 100% record. And this weekend looks set for another round of draws, I think, looking at the fixtures. It really does. There's only only one side odds, odds on, and that's Dundee at home to Arbroath. So there's nine sides out of the 10 teams in the league odds against um, for the third week in a row. Some really tough games. Uh, Inverness at home to Cove. Inverness are, at e- are evens. Didn't fancy Cove at Morton last weekend. I think I said last weekend that Cove tend to do a lot of their good work at home. Mm-hmm. I think the even money on Inverness is appealing, but other than that, part of this all way to Queen's Park. Queen's Park have had a very, very good start to the league campaign, albeit they will be smarting after last weekend's 2-0 lead was thrown away and they lost to Air 3-2. But some really tricky matches. Um, I think I put on the channel the goal that Partick Thistle lost right in half time last weekend. Hmm. It was the most ridiculous one goal I've ever seen. And if that doesn't happen, there's no doubt in my mind Thistle win that match. Yeah, it was so, a bit of a... Really tough leagues to get involved in at the moment. And I think 
Tim's absolutely right. I think going with the draw still is the right way to go. But there's just no angle for me at all on any of the, these games. Dundee at home tonight should win. They were just below evens, backed into 7-10, to 10, back out to 70-20 to 20 at the moment. I do think Dundee will get a result tonight, but not, not for me. Uh, I was going to say that fivefold pays three hundred and three hundred and fourteen to one, which wouldn't be a a bad shout worth a wee quid. Um, David, standout fixture, I suppose, for me is the Glasgow Derby, it's Queens Park v Partick Thistle. And I was trying to work out when was the last time these two teams met at this level in Scotland, because it's been a while since Queens Park have been up in the second tier. Wait, yeah, well, did you find out the answer? No. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask, David. Does he know the answer? What I will say is, I have actually played in this fixture. Uh, played in the Glasgow Cup one time in this fixture. Oh. So there you go. Uh, and I'm sure you've yeah. probably played in a few as well. I, try, I think if I ever, like, I never played them in the league with Queen's Park. Don't remember. I mean, I've played some big nights at Fur Hill uh, with Queen's Park. But uh, we beat Aberdeen there. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever playing Partick Thistle with Queen's Park. I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah. one, I, th- I think this one's got draw written all over it, given how many draws yeah. Queen's Park had last season. Um, and yeah, just the fact that it's a Glasgow Derby as well. I think the 21 to 10 on a draw looks pretty decent here. In the Glasgow Derby and Stenhouse Muir. Yes. There is that. Yes, it should be a really. Sort of interesting game. I think Queen's Park have obviously got a good draw up at Inverness, but um, disappointing defeat at Air after being 2 0 up um, last weekend. We'll be really hurting from that one. So, yeah, they're looking to, they're looking to get going this season with a, their first win. But yeah, I can definitely see a draw on this one. And yeah, five, I, I looked through the championship and I couldn't see a win. Even Dundee home to Arbroath. I'd be, mm, I think yeah. Arbroath for 2 0 now. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another 0 0 at Dens tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think the draws is the way to go, and I think Perman probably three, fours, and fives um, for small stakes yeah. on that. in The championship looks good. Uh, into League One, we have got two teams who have got a hundred percent record in Fermlin and Airdrie. Greg, uh, I suppose the surprise maybe is Kelty Hearts without a point so far. Um, but you're quite keen on Falkirk at Peterhead, and I guess this is much a bet against Peterhead as it is for Falkirk, who have started the season terribly. Yeah, I think if you asked me on Monday, would I be back in Falkirk this weekend? I'd have told you to get lost. They were absolutely humiliated early last weekend. And it, it wasn't a bad weekend in the channel last weekend. I think that Falkirk result was the only real bad point um, from what we put up, along with this all. But yeah, that was a really disappointing result. 4-0. Now, yeah. Falkirk are and post favourites to win this league. 5-2. They haven't started the season off well in the league anyway, but this is the perfect opportunity for them to get their season up and running. I'm not that forgiving. Don't tend to give teams a second chance, but I thought long and hard about it. And there's probably just two or three factors into this match. And as you said at the start, the fact they're playing Peterhead is the big one for me. Now, Peterhead done everyone's cooping last weekend. We knew yep. it would happen. We said on the podcast yeah. that Clyde, on one side, I would not want Peterhead to be playing and be that short against because there's every chance Peterhead will get a result. Clyde went into a quick two goal leads, then lost two goals in a minute, and the match finished 2 all. So I wouldn't read too much into that Peterhead comeback. Great for them to get their first point and their first goals of the season. But ultimately, it's now been what six matches played for Peterhead. They've conceded two goals in all six matches, and that was their first point of the season. They've lost the previous five um, five games. Falkirk, though, you have to think John McGlynn's going to get a reaction out of this side. I read and listened to his interview um, yesterday after the defeat at Airdrie, and by all accounts, not sure how biased he was being, but Falkirk had four or five really good chances in that first half an hour, mm-hmm. and had they taken one of those chances, it would have been a completely different outcome in that match. But they're at home, they're playing a Peterhead side who, as we keep saying, are definitely going to finish bottom of the league this season, I'd imagine. Um, And I think a second factor for me is, it's a heatwave here at the moment, it's 28 degrees tomorrow in Scotland. It's going to be horrible, horrible conditions to play football in. Falkirk are full-time, 
believe it or not, still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they'll be playing part-time Peterhead. I just think at 8-11 to win the match, and once you add two Falkirk goals to that, it makes a really attractive 5-4 to four bet builder with William Hill. And I just fancy Falkirk to get the league campaign finally off to a win against a poor Peterhead side. Yeah, it's a game that John McLean just cannot afford not to win, even a draw, I think. And, oh, absolutely not, no. You know, under serious pressure. Um, yeah, and again, it's another bet a bit like that Aberdeen price that I think is just only going to get shorter before kick-off. They are 8-13 to win at the moment. That bet builder, Greg, is now into even money, I think. Uh, I know you posted that earlier in the week on the channel. But yeah, hard to see anything other than a Falkirk win here. Yeah, they'll go off at 1-2, to maybe less... And I must admit, I would be surprised if Falkirk never got the win here and scored at least two goals. And that's no disrespect to Peterhead. I just think they're going to struggle this season badly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, David, you've got a bet in this league as well. Dunfermline, we've touched on two wins so far against Arlo and Edinburgh, I guess. You could argue you'd probably expect them to win. Uh, they host Montrose, who started the season with two 0 0 draws. You've got to feel sorry for the Montrose fans that have been along to watch them so far this season, but you quite fancy Dunfermline to win at 4 to 5. Yeah, I thought it was quite a good price for them, Fairman. I think they've started the season really well. Um, not just, um, not just in the in the league, but they, their league cup campaign. They ran Kelly, uh, sorry, ran Ross County close, a one 0 defeat. They beat Bucky five 0 beat East Fife away two 0 and uh, they had a draw with Aloha, who they then beat in the league. Um, last week, as you say, they went to the most. Uh, Awful viewing site in uh, Scottish football at Edinburgh. Edinburgh oh my goodness, what a disgrace that is. It's hard to see anything, but uh, they won 3 0. Um, yeah, there was a red card for Edinburgh City when it was 1 0, um, but comfortable win. And I think at 4 5, at home to Montrose, who have started the season really, really quite poorly. Okay, 2 0 2 0s um, against Falkirk and Queen of South Essent. Too embarrassing, but the League Cup campaign was really disappointing. They got well beaten by Thistle. Steny beat them at um, in Montrose. Um, Kelly hammered them three 0 as well. And um, the only game they've won this season has been a Fraserburgh uh, from the Highland League. So I just think they're filming at home, looking to go three wins from three and uh, really get their season started in the right manner. I think uh, four to five looked like a really good price. They were even money, David, at the start of the week. Where? Okay, could have doubled that um, in Aberdeen. <laughs> Again, this goes back to showing that getting best price as early on in the week as you can. Um, it's amazing how short these games go off in comparison to the opening price. Yeah. Okay. Very quick look at League Two. Bonnie Riggin and Barton are the only teams with 100% records, and I suppose well, I know that Devon McDonald has given Bonnie Rig his team of the week twice to Bonnie Rig for their early season performances. Greg. Yeah, they have. I'm delighted because I've got Bonnie Rigg as my post selection for mm-hmm. League Two at nine to two. I must admit, I wasn't expecting them to start the campaign this well. Uh, for some tricky matches, they travelled to Stranraer, and Stranraer are still in my bad books for beating the for beating Annan on match day one. So they're six to five to win this match. Bonnie Rigg, I'll have its backers. Uh, but yeah, fantastic start for them. Essentially, with the same team that came up from the Lowland League. But it's a very competitive league, League Two, and like the Championship, nine of the ten sides in League Two are odds against. So it's a very, very tricky card this weekend. Yeah, anything standing out for you, David? No, nah, not really. I, I agree with Greg. I think Bonnerig with Stranraer is tough to back because Stranraer is a tough place to go, and it's a long, a bit of a long journey over from from Edinburgh. Um, Dumbarton as well. Like Annan looked good in the League Cup, so it's difficult to. Maybe difficult to get on Dumbarton, even though the price looks good at home. Um, the only one I'd say is maybe East Fife away Albion Rovers. It's, it's, it looks like a decent price for them, but again, yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough card. I think it's, what, it's the only one team that rods against as well in this league, yeah. so yeah. yes, it is looking pretty tough in uh, the lower leagues this week. Yeah, maybe best left alone, I think, for a week or two, look to until we see how some of the teams are, are panning out. Just one final selection from me from League One, sorry. And that was a double. So Edinburgh, Al- oh, sorry, I'll start again. Alloa are at home to their correct name now, FC Edinburgh. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go with that. We'll just call, <laughs> call them Edinburgh City. Um, Alloa, really good result last weekend. Athena win against Kelty. Did fancy them last weekend, Alloa, at evens. Uh, they're 
they were just a shade below evens to win this match tomorrow. They're now eight to thirteen, but I definitely think they're worth backing at home at eight to thirteen. And like David, I do fancy Dunfermline, but I'm going to take it a little bit safer. And I'm taking Dunfermline double chance at home to Montrose. I think this will be quite a tight match, Dunfermline versus Montrose. Um, but I could definitely see Dunfermline getting at least a draw in that match and doubling that up with, with Alloa. And that pays five to four. Okay. And I guess followers can get that on your channel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's us covered everything in Norway and in Scotland. Greg, can you give us a wee recap of your bets this weekend? Yes, yeah, so we're starting in Norway tonight. We have Sandy Fjord v Rosenborg, and I'm taking over 3.5 match goals in that match at 11 to 8. Into the weekend's Norwegian matches, our favourites Christiansund, taking them over 4.5 match corners at 11 to 10 at Tromso. And finally, I've got a double, which is Haugesund and Volring a double chance at 5 to 4. Moving into Scotland, we've got our first Scottish nap of the season, and that's Aberdeen to beat Motherwell at even money. It was tipped to even money. It's now a shade below, uh, I think it's 4-5 to five now, that match. Also taking Falkirk to beat Peterhead and score two match goals at 5-4. to four. And I'm taking Alloa to beat Edinburgh City and Dunfermline to get at least a draw, double chance versus Montrose. And that also plays 5-4. to four. Okay, and David? Yep, uh, starting tonight in the start of Spog's <coughs> Bode Glimt game, I'm taking Glimt to win and over 1.5 match goals. That's 1.9. Just a quick note on that. If you put 1.5 match goals, it's 1.9. If you put 1.5 Glimt goals, it's 1.86. So uh, do the match goals. Um, also, quite like over one and a half first half goals uh, in that game, it's 2.05. Uh, On to Sunday. Um, Volleringa to win away at Hamcam that's 2.15 also on Sunday in the Oberst League I've got my Hollywood treble which is 33-1 to 1, and it's San Nizil for Osana and Ranheim all to win uh, into Scotland first um, Hearts Hearts men's 1.0 in the Asian handicap that's 2.05 and Lawrence Shanklin to score any time in that game is uh, 2.1 and finally, on to League One and Dunfermline to win at home to Montrose, and that's 1.8. Good stuff. Thank you very much, both of you. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84. We can also find details of how to join his private betting channel. Uh, you can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 And don't forget to check out his blog at davidweatherstonfootball.com. Thank you very much for listening to this bumper edition of the podcast. That's us for this week. And uh, best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, gents. Good luck. Guys, good luck.